Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Mark Boris Podcast. Uh, good morning. Uh, it, uh, we haven't been here for a couple of weeks, but uh, Nick's been doing research in San Francisco, and uh, Nick Boris it is, and uh, Nick Ford has been doing research in Monaco. <laughs> I don't know, where did you find out, guys? But Ford, what did you find out? Um, I found out the world of um, sports television rights, actually, and yep. um, how they transact in it. I've, I've worked out the, the world of television that, you know, other parts of television happens in the south of France, and sports television happens in the south of France, and there's a lot of rosé consumed, so... Good, uh, good conference to go to. Yeah, and did you were you successful? We sold television rights to uh, the Intra Super Shoot Shield in uh, most parts of the world. Serious? That's yeah. cool. Very well done, mate. Where, wherever rugby's shown, it will be shown next year. I've been looking at you on Instagram, mate, uh, and I don't know. There's sort of similarities to all sorts of famous uh, player manager, talent managers that I've seen in movies, etc. I mean, I'm just sitting back there and look like first class on a, on a massive. Uh, seat with a big TV screen and talking to your man kids. Manshake. Man Manshake. Man I was going to say Manshake, yeah. Like, never never lose a moment for promotion. What was, like, it, had, what was your mode of transport to, to Nice? Was it uh, on, was it the helicopter from... Oh, mate, it's an hour and a half by road. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, that helicopter is only, like, pretty cheap, relatively. 160 euros. Yes, and I've actually taken that. And uh, what's cool about it is it takes off from... Um, well, there's one from Nice to Monaco, Monaco to Nice, um, and it doesn't fly very high. It actually just takes you just over the water, and it sort of goes in a 45-degree yeah. angle. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. It's re- really cool. Bit of a rock star entrance into Monaco as well. You, you know? feel like a rock star, but yeah. it's, yeah. mate, fucking everybody 160 euros. It's, there's no big deal, you know what no. I mean? It's just fucking normal. It's cheaper than a car. It is, it is and, and faster, and you don't get yeah. car sick. Mate, well done. Thank you. Good to be back. What's happening in San Francisco, Nico? Yeah, well, oh, we, apart we, um, from the uh, uh, fetish it, festival, that was uh, that was our, our primary reason for being there. Actually, I the guess fetish festival. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guessed on the right. Um, we're, we're exploring the, uh, the the Mission District in San Francisco, and um, we're, we're asking what as as good tourists do, asking what's good in town. And um, we, I think we arrived at, at just the right moment. There was uh, the world's largest fetish festival, the Folsom Street Fair, running from 18th Street to 8th Street to 10 blocks. Um, some pretty confronting stuff going on there, actually. Um, <laughs> Mate, if it confronts you, yeah, it must yeah, be yeah. confronting. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, Mark. Mark was in his element, though. I guess on the right it's over there. Yeah, life. yeah. He, he was. Um, he had the, the kit off, <laughs> and um, he actually had some um, some leather underwear on, which was quite 
like it was. You pretty, didn't tell me that part of the story. Yeah, very, very. Um, very, very convenient that your usual underwear was was the the appropriate attire for the day. So. I heard you had to run the gauntlet from fifth yeah. uh, to tenth uh, uh, to eighteenth. Yeah, I was quite sick that day, um, and it was you know they have an Indian summer over there, a late summer in San Francisco, so it was thirty five degrees, um, sick as a dog. I'd been out the, the night before, and uh, I was pretty, um, pretty, pretty. Um, Pretty sick of it by the second block, and I wanted to leave. Um, but then uh, they told me that I had to go all the way to the end. So, uh, <laughs> as you do, yeah, the festival, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, you we... come in this room, you go out the front door, come in the front door, you go out the back door, <laughs> or oh, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you go in, you go. I thought the front no, I know, okay, okay, okay. Stop there, stop there. It's Wednesday morning, mate. Yeah, come it's, on. Yeah. <laughs> it's hump day. Don't forget. Okay, oh, no, sorry. No. <laughs> Uh, but it was good, eh? You had yeah, fun no, it was good. And good what's fun. the vibe over there, Nick? Um, Generally, not yeah, as Yeah, look, it's, it's pretty – look, I mean, you know, aside – there's a lot of, like, homeless people living over there, but, aside, like, it's, it's actually quite interesting. Like, it, it is probably – I felt like it was the, um, the, the most uh, – uh, the very upper echelon of all the places I saw in America in terms of, like, wealth and socioeconomics and all that sort of stuff. But then you get a lot of – because the welfare is so good there, you get a lot of um, homeless people uh, move into town. A and, lot. And they all just – Cruising. I mean, they don't bother you, or they don't really make a ruckus or anything like that. They're just sort of there. They're and, almost and like and there's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like serious amount. But it's quite strange. Is San Francisco or New in York? San Francisco? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In the main part of town as well. And um, but like everyone else, it's super wealthy. I mean, like the the property prices over there, they're you know Ridiculous. they're astronomical. Um, you know, the, everyone there is quite. Um, you know, there's a very there's a big lack of ethnicity there. I found there's not many sort of. You know, African American, Latino people there. It's sort of like very sort of uh, waspy sort of place. Pleasantville. Um, Pleasantville, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is a bit, bit strange. Yeah, Truman Show. Yeah, yeah we were saying like it was yeah. like all quaint little houses. Uh, everyone's yeah. in yoga gear, cute. pushing prams around, and like super clean. Didn't yeah. really have much of a. Yeah. I don't know, a vibe. I think we're in the wrong yeah. spot of sort it's of very, very, Even like, well, you know, um, a, a mate of mine lives over there now and he works at LinkedIn and um, he took us through his office and everything's just like taking care. Like it's all clockwork, you know, like, mm. uh, you know, you, you can get anywhere. I mean, the, t- the the taxi industry has been completely obliterated over there. They've, you know, oh, yeah, home, home of Uber. And Lyft. Um, and they've actually got like a few other comp- um, competitors over there now as well. So you, I don't I think we saw one taxi there. Mm. Um, Was that right? The whole time. No, they're gone. Wow. Um, completely gone. Um, well, that's called disruption. I mean, that, that's yeah. that's the land of disruption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, so you're completely taken care of it. You know, I made over there at LinkedIn. He had, you know, he has his breakfast, lunch, and tea catered for. He's got a free gym. He's got, you know, living allowance. He's got, you know, they got a bar on the roof. They got every, every, everything. Like you, you move, you move to San Francisco. You you're pretty much, uh, and and you know what you're doing. You're pretty much everything in your life is taken care of for you. Well, there, there, there's two parts to that. I mean, yeah. one part is. They can afford to because they can raise the capital over there that you need to have to do these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But equally, the second part of it is um, they don't want you to leave. Exactly. You want to live in the office. Yeah. They want yeah, you to live there. Yeah. Your jobs. It's all worked out. It's all part of the... Yeah, yeah, they they the give you that package, package too. and they yeah. But they're smart in those. You know, I've got a consultant, mate, and he, he makes those packages for big companies like LinkedIn and they do, like, statistical analysis. Like, they take empirical evidence and they sort of work out the probability of people taking up the full package. Um, and they and they you know if you take up the full package then they're overpaying but if you know on the stat- you know on a statistical basis most people don't in the mean and they where, up, wherever the mean is yeah exactly yeah. on average they don't mm. and they end up paying less than what they're you know what than what most people are paying in full salaries without to, the package is that relative to productivity or well no it was in like so for instance you know the four hundred one k if David um, you know if 
for every dollar David extra dollar he puts into his 401k, LinkedIn will match it by 50 cents. Right. So they'll get, you know, like, that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah, like yeah. you got like to get someone's like almost getting like a 50% return on your on your capital straight away. Um, just for, for making a contribution to your 401, but you know most people don't do that. You know they either spend it or they invest it somewhere else. Or yeah, so they work that. out people's behaviour. Yeah, exactly. Before, so they make the offer around behaviour yeah. on the basis that most people aren't going to take it up anyway. Yeah, exactly. But it sounds good, yeah. clever, clever exactly. stuff. I mean, we can all learn stuff. We can all learn from that. But at the same time, as manipulative. Mm. I, I don't know. This. Yeah, but it, it is. is American, and by the way, it's the election today, so uh, we're talking about manipulative. Um, we've we've <laughs> got two, two great contenders, uh, Clinton versus Trump, or Trump versus Clinton, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, what do you reckon is going to happen, guys? Because let's, 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 ask, let's ask Mark and Chris. Hello, they're, our, they're two, I guess. Go on, Mark. You, you, uh, you, you want to make America uh, Who's the again, dominant one out of this partnership? Oh, don't even start. This is Donald oh, reincarnated he's, over he, here. He's from character. South Africa. Of course he's Donald. <laughs> he wants to bring back slavery. The, the Donald. The Donald. <laughs> None of that is true, just to clarify. Yeah. Um, but I, um, I, think he's, I think it's interesting. I think he's done phenomenally well to get where he is. I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy. Everyone thinks he's an idiot. But I think he's, he's created quite a lot of hype, and it's quite fascinating to see where he's ended up. Obviously, I don't support him, but I respect that he's gotten to where he is because that, that was all part of his plan, I suppose. And if he becomes president, will you support him? How could you? No, you the can't. guy's a lunatic. Yeah. Well, that's my personal it's Mark, opinion. This is Mark speaking now. <laughs> this is Chris. Chris, 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 Chris clarify. Yeah. Mark said his piece about yeah. his, how is the Donald. So, no, no, I'm not a fan of the Donald. So, so, but are you a fan of Clinton then? Well, by, only by virtue of default that she's not Donald. And how hopeless is that? I mean, yeah. it, it, it is a sad state it happens of affairs. everywhere, doesn't Absolutely. it? Like, what, about, what about Abbott Gillard? Remember that election? Yeah, yeah. It's like you, know, you didn't want either of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, like, it's, it's bad... It's bad form, though. I mean, yeah, the world's yeah. most powerful country, mm. both militarily and economically, yeah. and the most influential country, certainly the technologically and innovation-wise, the mm. most innovative country in the world and still technologically the most advanced country in the world, being led by two people who basically no one really wants, either one of them. That's how it seems to me. Yeah. It just goes to show no one, wants the, no one really wants the gig. Who wants it, right? Like, who wants to be fucking president? Yeah. What, a, what a shit job. Well, they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do, but I mean, not, not many good people really want it. Is it for no, the right that's reasons? Exactly that's the question. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the motivation sound, which I don't think yeah. they are in any way, shape or form. Well, why would you want to be Prime Minister of Australia, though? I wouldn't want to be. I mean, no, but, I mean, I mean if, you, if, you, if you're highly qualified, what are you going to get? Half a million bucks a year, you're going to get fucking um, pissed on by... <laughs> You know, ninety percent of the population and the media, yeah, and yeah, the media, absolutely. And, and then you part. then you walk away, and and people say, oh, you, you know, you fucking you drove this country into the ground. You know, like, yeah. yeah, you can you can't win in those positions. Yeah. everyone's always you've know, got something to say. So yeah. politics is uh, sort of has had a change in its presentation. Like the way politics was like thirty, forty years ago was actually a, a fairly important and admired and respected course, like a way to go, you know, by, go by, by virtue it. of the process, you always go out on a bad note. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're the, yeah, yeah, because you're the loser. You're the loser. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unless you retire ahead, but I mean, that's hard yeah, to do. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about two guests, because it's quite quite important here. Um, and what's important about it, what, which I'm going to ask these two guys, so uh, Chris and Mark. Um, Great name. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris, I want to ask you, well, first off, tell me what the business is, the new business. The new business is Space Agent, yep. uh, and it's a um, simply put is a is a very very boutique in that it's two and three guys, uh, very boutique digital agency specifically focusing around, and we feel that this is a really important aspect of it because it is the the need to to, um, to focus and to have a, a real niche that you can do something meaningful in focusing on commercial property. So that's where we've 
we've we've tied our skill sets together. Uh, Mark's being more a background of in commercial property and and having skills from that space. I've had uh, experience in um, in stockbroking and other sort of commercial fields as well as in startup, and have always been a bit more techie myself. So we've sort of banded together and thought, right, we can. One, we want to do something different. We don't want to do day jobs. We don't want to wear suit and tie anymore. There's a motivating. How old are you? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. You're yeah. about same around same age. Okay. So you're in that period of life where you sort of say, "Well, what the hell am I going to do? Am I going to be working at uh, a stockbroking environment or an M&A environment or a financial service environment where I'm getting told what to do every day and I'm clocking in, clocking out, not wearing a suit? Yeah, exactly. Not for you. <coughs> not well. Collectively, Mark, I think yeah, we're in the what same. What were you doing? I was working at Deloitte uh, in the real estate team there. Yeah. Um, and safe to say, I think the the eight to eight situation wasn't working well for me. Yeah, eight to eight. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, if you weren't eight to eight, you might as well go out to have for yourself. Exactly. I, I never that's worked eight to eight, but if I had, I would have been even more unhappy. <laughs> and how did you two together? I know, I know you met at um, the Ark, but how did you two? <laughs> how did you two get that's together? That's that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Melbourne equivalent? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Peel, I suppose. Um, that's beside the point. The whole story is quite perversal. You can know. But, but I know it's what, how it what you said. No, 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 seriously. How, but, but how did two guys, how did you sort of get together with the same view and yeah. therefore say, well, why don't we do something together? How did that all happen? Were you sitting having a beer one night? What happened? Yeah, to be honest, well, we met during, um, during a course. We, we'd, um, we'd got What's the, the course? What was the course? It was, um, it's called uh, WDI, the Web Design Immersive with General Assembly. So you both independently decided to do a web design course? Yep. An exactly intensive right. web design course? And then yeah. this this guy wandered up to me one day and goes, um, oh, I think I've seen your, your place advertised on Flatmate Finder or whatever. Um, I really need a place to stay because this Airbnb is running me into the ground. And I was like, oh, okay, this is quite forward. It's nice to meet you. Um, and one thing led to another, and Mark and I now live together in an apartment in Fitzroy. Have the fallen <laughs> Madly in love. No, not, 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 not yet. Um, but we, we met during the course. Um, Started the business during the course. By virtue of doing that, you've sort of, by doing a course like that, where you're checking out of life for, for three months, you're making a big call to say, right, I'm reinvesting it or investing in a different future. But, but did you do the course, either, both of you, either one of you, did you do the course because you thought, I'm going to become a web designer? Specifically in, in your case? No. No. It was to get that skill set. Was it, or just I, a random thing? More so, but it was to take that and say, I want, I want to take that skill set and do something more with it. It was yeah. with a more entrepreneurial view than I want to be a web developer. So, no, I, I want to be – so the question so, – so I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is it, were you saying, I want to be an entrepreneur in something, but I need this skill to do that? Well, Therefore, yeah. I better go and skill up. Exactly. Uh, that's okay. yeah. exactly it, yeah. yeah. To get that understanding, and I think to, to be able to, like, sell the technology, you need to understand it well, and that was, like, one of my main motivations. And to be able to do it yourself, or if you yeah. can't do it yourself, understand it sufficiently that if you bring someone on early, early stage or down the, down the path that you know if you're getting taken for a ride, yeah. or, you know, you can be confident in... Critically in, evaluate. Absolutely, yeah, or yeah. being hands-on hands on as, as much as possible in what you're actually creating. Yeah. And that's a big part of, I think, what we're about as well. We didn't want to be just like, oh, a couple of figureheads, we've got this cool idea, we'll bring in some other guys and to actually do the grunt work. We're hands-on and we're doing it and we're yeah. getting, getting our hands dirty and getting too. involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every, every yeah. single element of the business we can do between the two of us. So right. Even though we outsource some of it to uh, one of our staff members, we can still do everything if... If push came to shove, we could still do everything. So. Yeah, and so we try and avoid that as much as possible. Well, that allows you to control your cost too. Completely. Yeah. And, and also allows you to control your output because 
you know, if you have, if you don't know what the hell's going on, and you got someone who thinks you think, you think is good at what they're doing, they could be going off on tangents, and you've got no idea what they're doing. All of a sudden, your output is just crap. So, well, what, what's interesting about this, and I think for anyone who's listening, I mean, a lot of people listen to this and think of themselves like I've got a job at the bank or I'm whatever. Um, I'm thinking them thinking themselves, well, how do I change my life? Because you know, I'm working eight to eight, and I'm not actually putting banking anything. I'm not putting in any goodwill, and I just be happy. It's one thing to everything you earn, you spend on rent and all that sort of stuff, but it's another thing not to be building anything. For the future, absolutely. And then now that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. And you guys come to the conclusion, like when you you were 31 or something, I guess. Probably when I was 20 something, to be honest. No, no, more hit. I think that that desire to to genuinely start to, towards mm. doing something where you could have that um, that upside, as Mark mm. sort of said, but have that that approach. I would have been late twenties when I think. So why did you keep working there? Because I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I know people say to me all the time, "I hate my job, and I'm going to go off and do something different." And I, get, and I say, yeah, and I say, well, hang on a minute. Maybe you've got to skill up a little bit. You need to maybe do it in a couple of years' time when you get a little bit more behind you. Well, I was lucky in that sense. The, the most recent um, gig that I held was, was actually with a startup. So getting experience to like the agile process, um, to getting experience to, uh, to running really lean and to, um, to implementing, um, you know, all sorts of different um, digital platforms and that, and that kind of thing, to be, to be able to be hands-on with that. I mean, that was invaluable for me. And I think even part of the motivation to say, right, I've got this incredible skill set now. I've seen how a startup can go from day one to, uh, to be very successful um, and to take that and go, right, I, I want to I take that, that body of knowledge and, and do something for myself. Right. Were you were you scared about moving into a new industry and and, and you know into a skill set that you hadn't really built? You know, I mean, a lot of people go to university and they feel like you know they come out the other end and they have they feel like they're confident enough to take that skill set and turn it into a career. Then they move industries and they and they they don't go back to university. They don't do any more study. They might do a short course like what you did. Do you, like, how do you sort of deal with that apprehension that? You might not have what you need, the, the, the tools in your in your toolkit to get what you need to do done. How do you how do you overcome that, or do you just sort of deal with the problems when they um, when they arise and try and work it out on the fly? A little, a little bit of. I think the the course took the edge off as far as we're concerned yeah. from yeah. a technical point. That we're like, right, okay, we've we've done a. Even though it is only a three month, we've done a bit of a deep dive mm-hmm. into this. We feel, yeah. you know, that that's the. The shroud has been sort of the, the mystery lifted from that that sort of side yep. of the business, but there's there's absolutely no doubt that it was still yeah. a big um, quantum leap, a big moonshot yeah, to to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. Um, and we were, it's it's still funny, like we were in the middle of class uh, and had to duck out to take calls, um, trying to hassle potential clients to get our first deal yeah, making over the line. Calls in the lunch break and yeah. sitting with a little portable uh, speakerphone in you know in the side of the the classroom trying to do calls with JLL and all sorts of other. Prospective clients. Exactly, trying to do yeah. homework and build our first website up. And then people are like, what are yeah. you working on? Why, what's, who's this real estate guy that you've got up here? Oh, nothing, don't worry about it. Um, so we really did have to juggle to, to make it work. Um, and I, in answer to your question, though, Nick, I don't think there is still a big fear factor there. Yeah. But the barrier to entry from from a, from a tool set point of view, if, if you consider all the things that you have available, all the resources mm. that people have available now, um, digitally, digitally, yeah, ex- yeah. exactly right. To to get your to get your f- <clears throat> foot in the door, so to speak, mm. of of setting up your own operation, I think the the opportunity is better than ever. Yeah, the fear is always going to be there. Yeah, but everything yeah. is open source. There's so much great material online. You can you can spend hours online, and you can find out to do exactly what you want to do. 
Um, all the all our code base is all open source. The servers cost you, you know, you can get a server for 10 bucks a month. Uh, CRM is free, so there's really no excuse, like you were saying, to actually just have a crack and start doing. Nico, what, what, what are that? What are your thought? What's your thought process when people say to you, "Hey, I want to go and start like a, uh, TV, uh, production a, a, a TV production company. I want to I want to start a protein uh, a supplement business." Like, and, and you know, you can't like not having sort of expertise in those areas. How do you sort of process that in your in your mind? Um, just hit, to listening to the guys about when you you're juggling a lot of things when you're studying and you're building websites and you're moving together and all those different things. <laughs> I. I I think that that's um, that's where the magic happens, really, when you're really under the pump and there's no other way to go. Um, and I think when you're working for someone that it, you can become too complacent and comfortable. Mm. Uh, but when the pressure's really on and we often talk about the, the 2 a.m. wake-ups of, mm. you know, when you have no other way to go. Mm. Um, but I, I always encourage people, just just do it. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, and that's why if you, if you don't expose yourself financially um, and you're talking about they're the relatively um, – um, cheap cost to sort of get into get into this. Um, that yeah, I, I always encourage people just just go for it because. Um, but is it a mentality? I mean, like, I mean, you, you have a go to all weird, crazy shit. Like, um, you know, you're doing a TV show with um, uh, Matt uh, right. Matt Wright. Matt Wright. Yeah. Um, you're doing the Manshake with uh, uh, Dugs. Um, you're doing this with us. Um, you, these are things outside of your normal school, school base, but you don't have a shit. You don't give a shit. You just have a crack straight up. What yeah. is it in the – because I know people who could mm. equally with skills could do these things, but they just can't get over that hump to go and do it. Well, I think the um, – say the Outback Wrangler project that when I first pitched that um, to every television network here in, um, in Australia and, and got rejected by every single one of them, um, that that fueled me more to – you know, because I knew that I – I've got a good sense for good things and I, 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 it fueled me more to go and achieve it. And you backed yourself. Backed myself and only last week in London with our global distribution partner, Fox International, we're in 63 countries around the world. So it's a bit of a sense of achievement to say, well, what the fuck do they know? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's why as well, but that, I think as well you need to have that, that you know, that, that hunger and that desire that no one's going to stop you from doing what you're doing. Um, even all the rejection, you know, and I think rejection's good, you know. Yeah. Um, and it makes well, galvanises you, you. Galvanises you as well. And, and the thing is, well, if things happen too easy, um, well, you don't learn, you know. And then when the shit does hit the fan a year into it, well, you, you, you're not, not prepared for it. So I yeah, just encourage you, you. You guys feel the same? Absolutely. You just got to get over that, um, that initial hump. And I think um, it's like you were saying, it's a great feeling once you've created something and it's, it gets that validation and people are starting to use it and like it. It's been, even though we've been operating for a short period, it's been, I'm so much happier now in, in this sort of role than in any of my previous jobs because we've created our own product and it, people are using it and it's, it's a great feeling. Um, and then even, even uh, you know, like you're saying, getting over the hump. I mean, it's not ideal living together and having the office together, but it's been, it's been such a fun time. It's we've been, been immersive, been, I yeah, think is a good yeah, word. We've learned so much. It's been yeah. awesome just because we've had, we've had a go and then hopefully next month will be our first month moving into an office, so we won't be... So can you just take me through it? Like, so what, what day did you actually officially start? So the, the business was formally uh, began trading on the 1st of July. Yeah. But, of course, we're, uh, this course was three months. Mm. It was a, a good couple of months in that of pre-planning, mm. of 
you know, throwing around ideas, mm. buying domains, trying to get our first deal over the line without even a registered business at that point. Um, so it was yeah. very fly by the seat of your pants. You were still um, on the Gmail accounts at that stage, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Fortunately, um, my old man has been quite proactive in being involved as well. He's, um, he's retired now. He used, to, he used to be a stockbroker for many, many years um, and I think he's wanted something to get him out of the house. So he's been our unofficial chairman of the board, CFO yeah. sort of figure. So we've been lucky in that we've had some mentorship through mm. the process. It hasn't just been us running around in our boxes, you know, screaming at each other, trying to get this thing off the ground, which is the case on Mondays. So it was three months, so July, that's July, August, September, October, so four months. How much did it cost you to set it up? From the ground up, a couple hundred bucks, honestly. Altogether? Well, I think, well, I I think suppose... we, put in, we put in $3,500 each. But if you look at the actual yeah. setup cost of the thing yeah. and then to, to get um, to get a, 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 a small float together to, um, to buy sort of additional mm. resources... I mean, what would you call it all? I, I think I call it a few hundred dollars because that's... Plus the, your time, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, in, in, in terms of but, yeah. capital outlay, yeah. probably $500. You, in, yeah. 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 Your course, what does that cost? Oh, too much. General Assembly, too much. Uh, 15000 Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, each. yeah, 15000 yeah. each. Yeah, right. So right. That, 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 but that got your skill. That, yeah. That it's was a good course. Yeah, it was a good course. We learned lots. They started out of San Francisco. They're world-renowned. They've got campuses all over the place and they've got, you know, 20,000 mm. graduates now and they've got... Mm. It's very practical, very... Um, it's, it's not, there's nothing like it. I'm doing a, a master's degree in computer science now and I, I actually prefer the style of General Assembly because they teach you stuff. You know, and practical like stuff, practical yeah. stuff that you can go home and use, you know, yeah. like whereas like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the stuff I'm learning in computer science is like propositional logic and, tr you know, proving theorems and crap like that, you know, like, yeah, well, what am I going to do with that? You know, like, so, no, I'd recommend it. It, it lifts, sure. as Chris says, it lifts, uh, really lifts the veil. So you can, you, yeah. it's a, it takes away all the mystery about web design and development so you can actually understand what happens yeah. and then use those skills to build on and use, use the internet and use other resources to just continually learn yeah. and self-improve. Because and, 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 and sorry, Nick, you... What, what is the actual business, guys? Oh, sorry. Yeah. We, no, no, you go, you go. Um, so the, the business is Space Agent. So we like a specialist uh, digital agency for commercial real estate. And uh, one of our main products is what we call a digital information memorandum. So instead of having that like a 50 page long PDF for an investment opportunity, we've sort of distilled it down into a single page website that's interactive, interactive charts, interactive maps, uh, you know, 3D location views, all that sort of stuff. Is that, that to sell the agency or to sell, sell the, the property? Sell the yeah, property. property. For the agency. For the agency. So the whole, the whole design is that someone like a fund manager or high net wealth individual can look at that website and within, you know, 30 to 40 seconds go, this, this is worth my time. Let me, let me inquire further. Um, so we've tried to design this to be as intuitive as possible using our sort of commercial backgrounds. You can use it over and over again, right? Absolutely. I mean, a lot of these guys are going back to the typesetters, getting new ones done up. Yeah, like... exactly. And they, they put, every time it costs them ten to $15,000 to get this stuff printed, yeah. we've got this template that we build. They can reuse it. it it's, it's cost effective. We provide strong analytics. Um, make, I think it's important to make a point. We, we sit down with these teams and, and rather than just pump these mm. things out like a to conventional website, which is a website for the sake of having a website, website. we built. We sit with the team, we understand the, the asset they're selling, what's their language, how mm. do they like to work, how do they mm. want to um, want to showcase these things, build up something bespoke for them, mm. um, build up a solution that, that can then be rolled out, like Nick said, time and time mm. again, if they have a new listing. Is it analytical too? Like, so it does analytics Absolutely. as well as just being the showcase, the front end, the retail? For sure, yeah. for sure. So that's a, another big part of, I think, what we've tried to do is enhance a the lead capture mechanism in there as well, so mm -hmm. to really make it a tool, a selling tool for them. And then on the back end of that campaign, provide this analytics pack back and go, 
guys, mm. here's, here's how it performed. Here's the countries mm. that you got the most action from, the browsers they were using. Mm. Here's how they interacted with the page. This bit was, was really well featured. No one made it to this bit. We provide a, a really full service um, offering in that sense. And I then think. improve on the, improve the template every time because we use analytics to sort of... Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, I think a lot, a lot of the um, brokers... You use, you use analytics, when Nick said it, right? For those listening, what Nick's saying is just change the software to be more to intuitive or to evolve it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Make it to work what, better next time. And do you, do you charge that or that's just part of your up, upgrades? That's just part of the service. It's probably should, yeah. should charge there for all the potential... So is it a license? So like is it a license range? Or do you license them the the use of your, your what you provide to them? Or, so you hit them up, the or do you hit them up with a one-top fee? What... The way that we're sort of doing it at the moment is it's it's not licensed as such, but what we what we do is we we essentially take a hit on those those early mm. examples and say right this is we'll sit with you and we'll invest our mm. time we'll, we'll fly up fly down whatever the case mm. may be work with the team get that first example over the line and with the view to as you reuse that obviously that um, we're getting efficiencies they're getting efficiencies out of that process the price point can come down right okay. so we, the idea is to do it so well the first time that they naturally want to reuse it. Okay, four months, making money? Uh, I think we sort of, uh, last month was probably our first month where we paid all the bills, paid ourselves, paid... We paid all, that's, that's probably the bottom line. You're paying yourself now? Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which was a huge, huge milestone. Yeah, yeah. Looks like I can move out of Chris's apartment soon. Yeah, yeah that'd okay. Be, that'd be cool too. It's <laughs> 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 a bit, sounds a bit cosy. Old frappe <laughs> cronier. Tell you what, he's, how do you deal with him? Chris? I spent two, uh, a week with him and he drove me nuts. <laughs> it's an exciting time. It really is. There's... There's uh, there's there's lots of laughs, lots of tears, and we, hugs. Well, it's there. There has to be. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. The, we would have killed each other a very long time ago. Um, I think it, it also Do you helps. Think that's made you stronger. You know, the fact that you've it, been living together. I can make all the jokes. It, it it does. I think it's actually been been crucial to how yeah. to how we've been able to form the business because even though we're both quite mental yeah. um, that we've been able to be so hands-on and that we don't there isn't really any downtime exactly. we're so invested in what we're doing and the, the computers and the mm. desks are out there in the in the um, in the lounge room yeah. so we, we haven't really switched off it sounds hectic um, but but can I ask you this uh, how much have you learned about yourself in terms of patience and comp- ability to compromise and all that sort of stuff I think I'm getting better at that what do you mm. think Mark He's getting better he was a bit moody in the beginning but he's, he's coming but no, on no I'm serious because <laughs> because I mean if you're living in each other's you know, shadow, you know, you're there together, like yeah. every second. Um, eat, sleep, you know, everything's sort of at the same place. Yep. Um, shower together. Got to save water. Let's keep it civil. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, can I ask a question? With um, uh, when you both say you're, you're both mental, but what's your what different skill sets do you guys bring? I mean, are you the same type of personalities, or you is one different? Of I think we're quite similar in a lot of ways, but fortunately, in the ones in the ones that um, uh, where in terms of what we bring to the table, um, I like to think that I've sort of got the more uh, creative and, and technical side. That's that that's my that's what I bring to the yeah. bring to the show. Mark likes to make a lot of phone calls and feel important, um, but he's also very good at that. So I have to give him full full credit for I suppose driving the business forward in a uh, in a more practical sort of uh, sales sense. Uh, and obviously, all of these things are, are essential to so ops and business development. Chris ops, Mark business. Well, well what do you yeah. think? Well, it's like uh, like I'll make the appointments, we pitch together. Then, yeah. like I write most of the, the proposals. Uh, Chris looks over them, and then I do a lot of the like sort of the grunt work, and then Chris does the finishing ed- edges on the stuff and make sure that the the servers are running, the the the, the choice of technologies um, is is correct, um, the design, the creative angle, how it looks. 
Um, and then we sort of we, we work quite closely in actually like forming the product because we don't just like I think what, what, yeah, yeah, what yeah, we're trying to do is like provide yeah. solutions. We're not trying to go to someone and say, we're selling X, do you want X? Yeah, we're trying to say, let's, let's, let's build something for let's you. Like, you're, not to, you're not fighting each other either. You're not sort of saying, no. oh, I want that. You know, it's not a territory grab. Because, you know, like I see it in my own business, what's really important is to have, you know, in Yellow Brick Road, for example, have people chasing real estate, like territory. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's not about that. It's about mm. you'll do this and you do that and you work together and there should exactly. be nothing spare. And them. sometimes in a big organisation it's harder to do that than it is in a small environment like because you, you guys have to you got, they've got so much to do it has to work you, yeah. has to, you have to make it work and which what Nick um, Fordo said uh, a, few, a few minutes ago like it just has to just has to happen yeah. no choices and I think it's a good lesson for anyone thinking about going out on their own or going out with a, mm. with a mate or a business partner or whatever just making sure that whoever you do go out with is you know well complimented and you know you, you bring different skill sets because as you said Mark you don't want to be um yeah. You know, bring the same thing to the table and squabbling over it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it takes a fair level of maturity, but patience, I think, is important. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't mean patience. It takes a long. What I mean by patience is patience with the personality. Yep. The patience with your personality. You have to be able to say, oh, you have to be able to say, oh, oh fuck it, I'll compromise on that. Yeah. It's like being married. Yep. It, it really, it really is. Yeah. You know, to make because for a marriage to work properly. In my experience, and I haven't been that good. I'm experienced, that's for sure, but I'm not that good at it. But you have to be able to make compromises all the time. Yep. You have to be that have that ability to compromise. So you know, I often say when I'm going to go to wedding, I'm going to a compromise mm. or capitulate. <laughs> well, <laughs> capitulation is a bit different, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it might. Yeah, capitulation. <laughs> Guys, let me ask you a quick question. When you're sitting there in your apartment yep. um, on a work day, um, do you do you pants? sitting there eating your in your Eating your cereal in your noodles in your in your, in your bathrobe or something, or you, you actually get dressed up to get into the in, in the workspace. Strict policy. And you actually yeah, pretend yeah. when you're speaking to people that you're calling from an office. Always, yeah, always. Yeah. And and we we made a policy that we we must sort of like dress up and wear proper clothing because it's a slippery slope into the tracky well, tracky dack. Yeah. 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 yeah, Don't don't get us wrong. That we've had some we've had some down days where we've worked yeah. in the tracky dacks yeah. and that kind of thing. Which is as, important as we do. <laughs> yeah. But um, by and large, it's there's something psychological. Yeah. If we can't leave the house to go to the office, something happens when you, you know. Put on a pair of nice pair of pants and a shirt, and you go right. Psychologically, yeah. I'm stepping into the office. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. switching on, and we're actually going to have yeah. a have a work day. So you're here. playing brain games with yourself. We have yeah. to, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely have to. I mean, it's it's quite a setup. We've got this whiteboard that's almost the size of the apartment. We've got you know four 27 inch monitors at the whole dining room table. There's not an inch of dining room table left. It's no. it's really quite a uh, humorous. But so uh, you're really living in your office. You're yeah. not working in your home. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. more accurate, I yeah. think. Actually, yeah, that's a, well. That's a good thing and for people to, to like people listening to understand. Space agency on the door. E- economically, it. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's a bit like something. You could easily go and rent an office somewhere and live there. Yeah, we probably could afford to do so at the moment, but it just doesn't make sense. We'd rather use that money yeah, to fly yeah. up and do more business development and spend money on new technology. Yeah, because to rent an office is actually probably more, more expensive than it is to rent an apartment or a, or a townhouse or whatever it is you got. Yeah, and we we want that to be. You know that that's again going to be a huge milestone. Paying us, paying our, ourselves, and paying our bills was a huge milestone. Um, getting our second, third international mm. client on the mm. books, huge milestone. Um, the next one's going to be getting the Why space. Why do you need an office? Well, look. I mean, what, instead of making, is it just a milestone, or are you just? I mean, could you stay there and save costs for a long time? We we could, but at what cost yeah. to each other? I well, think. that's the point. Want to move to a co-working space, boys? They're quite expensive, actually. Oh, that's true. Surprising. For what you get. Yeah, yeah. square meter, they are, yeah. I think think offices are overrated for entrepreneurs, I think. Me too. I've got got 
two buildings in Darlinghurst that are there's this great office set up for my company, but my girls now come down to my office. I've got a big round table in my office and they just bring their laptops down and we sit around a round table and that's where we work, you know, because we're sitting there, we can eyeball each other, we can talk, mm. we know what's going on rather than being up in separate office. Everyone's got their own office mm. and hitting the intercom to, to talk to people. So I think being together and connectivity and that's Open where technology space. these yeah. days is mm. so amazing that you can sit in your in your apartment or you can sit in the cafe and talk to a client and they think that you're yeah. sitting in your own office. You put the, back, the TV as a backdrop of like Melbourne Skyline. Or... Yeah. <laughs> the Chris wants his place Green back, screen. Yeah, you get a green screen going yeah, behind eventually, you. Eventually, Because you've got to have a private life. You've got to have a personal life too, I guess. That, uh, you it's, can't it's do this. more right. for that. And we're not talking about anything grand as far as an office space. The only unfortunate thing is with us, we do have a, quite a bit of physical hardware. We've got big monitors and... But if I said to you, Chris, I've and, got a garage. Yeah. And it's um, uh, 10 by 20. It's secure. Yep. Got some windows, so there's light in there, and there's a skylight, and it's uh, 200 bucks a week. Sold. Yeah, it's, okay, so you'd, th- that's what I'm saying. You would go into a garage, to Nick Fordham's point. Yeah. So it wouldn't yeah. matter. You're not looking for an office as such. You, no, it's, it's, you want a space that's away from where you live, yep. yeah. effectively. And I mean, I mean, we hear the stories about Microsoft, how it was built in a garage. I mean, how many startups have we heard stories about building in garages? My parents' company was in a gar- garage. There you they, go. They filled that's, it in. My, my dad's brother, Bill, lived bedroom. in a garage. They turned Nick's bedroom into the office. <laughs> <laughs> they moved Nick into the garage. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my I was, dad's I was bro- locked in the basement. <laughs> my dad's brother did the same thing. He, he actually had a... He had a he had a garage and he operated in a garage for many many years. And in fact, he read his whole family in the garage before he ultimately built a house. But and ran his business out of the garage, so mm. it's not new. Um, and we have this we we're sort of uh, you know the dogma that you have to have an office. You know, or go into the city and rent commercial office space. It's all bullshit. Mm. I reckon. I mean, you need a space. Mm. Exactly, and we're not. It's not about the glitz and glamour. Mm. It's, it's purely from a functional yeah. viewpoint. Well, I reckon it's cool if yeah. you have a garage. Absolutely. I reckon if you said to Jail or one of your clients, would have said, "Listen, we're at this office. Assuming they didn't have to drive too far. Here's our office." And they walked in. You pulled up the roller door, yeah. and they walked in. They saw a grungy thing, but it was pumping. You know, like yeah, it was working. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I reckon that sends a really good message. We, mm, we, yeah. We've had a client over at the homework office, and it's awesome because we've got it's like high energy. Everyone's working away and making food. It's 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 because cool. well, you also feel like you're yeah. not getting ripped off. Like yeah. if I'm the client, I'm walking in there, and you've got the marble schmarble. Going yeah. on, and you've got, yeah. you've got everything in the yeah. massive view of the Sydney yeah. Harbour Bridge. Yeah. So high. I mean, I'm mean, immediately thinking to myself, well, remember, we won't say what the name of the place used to work at, Nick. Yeah. That reception with the art everywhere, like, I just think, my God, how much does this place cost me? I'm going to get charged for this. Yeah. Well, Mark, it's almost like a, uh, Nick and I have a laugh about it when uh, real estate agents rock up in a car, you know, in a $400,000 car, and you think, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I've got a no, no, no. It's just it's a bad feeling straight <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By thinking you're just a broker, but you're in got, between me and, and the vibe. That, that might be incredibly successful, but it's a really bad look. Oh, I agree. It's it's funny, you know. I used to know this bloke. He used to have, he had a lot of real estate. Totally understated guy, and he used to say, if I'm buying, I drive. I arrive in my old Commodore. Yeah. If I'm selling, I arrive. I arrive in my Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Yeah. Good strategy. Yeah. yeah. And he used to literally did that, and he had and he had apartments and houses and shops fronts all around Sydney, hundreds of them. This is like going back in the eighties, and I thought it was it was clever. I mean, the point being clever, as yeah. opposed to whether or not you would actually do that. So, and I, and I think those people who are listening, don't think to yourself, oh, I've got to get, build out the milestones, and I've got to say when they're listening to you, I've got to have these milestones because what these guys are going to move in office. What I think what you're saying to the people who are listening is that you just want a space. Mm-hmm. To call your office, the distinction, yeah, yeah. It's the, you're not describing the physicality of it. You no. want a space. In fact, the the probably the more grungy, the more cool, the more desirable. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So what do you guys want to tell anyone who's listening? Comes the pipe. No, no. <laughs> what do you want to tell about your business? And maybe there's someone out there who wants your services. Well, if anyone in Melbourne has a spare garage, that'll be great. <laughs> no, okay, that's, that's, that's a call. Yeah. That's a call, yeah. About our business, um, look, we I think we couldn't be happier on on with, with the, the net outcome of, of things at this point. It's a miracle that it has worked as, as, as well as it has, largely. But if anyone is sitting there... You know, thinking, oh God, look, mm. I really should, um, I really should, you know, take up that mm. short course or, mm. or, um, or that that mate of mine that we've had that good idea on the back mm. burner for a while. The barrier to entry to these things has never been lower. Absolutely, give it a go because you'll regret mm. it for the rest of your life if you don't. Um, we've done it. There's so many people out there, you know, creating their own their own destiny in, in this sort of space. Exactly. Um, have a, have a crack. Um, we'd be more than happy to um, to to lend some lend some advice or any any sort of um, any mm. sort of uh, you know, I don't know mentorship's the right word. But if there's um, you know anyone wanted to mm. wanted throw a question away. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We'll put because your your details up on our website, your email address, if that's okay. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Because the the more people we bump into guys in the street now, it's like oh we're kind of doing the same thing or we've got a we're, we're yeah. you know, doing video production and it just started it was a couple of guys out of a garage or out of a bedroom exactly. and and they've built it into a really successful exactly. business and I, I just think that's the this is the yeah. model for the future yeah i know it's funny you know like we talk about um you know we hear about unemployment and, and the, the jobs are being lost that are being lost due to technology and everybody bemoans that i mean you know uber's putting taxi drivers out of business and um, you know, technology putting the poor old postman, you know, is becoming obsolete basically because no one sends letters anymore. Um, so, but but what we're failing to talk about and recognise is this. There is a whole new economy yeah. and for all we know, that new economy, that, that technological mm. economy or that, in technologi- that economy enabled by technology, which is what you're doing, could actually be far bigger mm-hmm. and actually employ more people than the traditional businesses have ever done. Absolutely. And you can operate outside of Australia quite easily as well. Yeah. There's no reason, to, like, we've, we're even thinking now about, you know, can, where can we go next to... Singapore or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, because yeah. this, I mean, we, it's all the same. You can communicate so easily. There's um, I mean, great tools like Skype, everything else. It's so easy to do business outside of uh, your home base and all from the garage or from your dining room table if you want. doesn't yeah, make yeah. a difference. And I, I, I will say one thing I think, one thing I got out of this is um, I think there is a critical step in all this and that is having the skill for your undertaking, whatever it happens to be, whatever, whatever you're going to, having the ability to know as much as anyone you, you need to employ in that environment. So you need to skill up, even if it's just a three-month course or if it's a 12-month course, you don't want to do something that goes on forever, but you just, you've just got to have that skill base and that's mm. the big investment. That's the thing that's really important, you're investing your time and mm. probably some money as well. But I think that thing you did through General Assembly, the uh, web design course, my gut feeling is in your segment... That's critical because mm-hmm. you could get completely ripped off and or misled or whatever by someone you employ to do that and it could cost you a fortune. Absolutely. Indeed. And that's yeah. that's a really common story as well. Exactly. You know, a really good idea, a couple of guys, you know, tenacious, might even have yeah. a good amount of funding behind them because they have mm-hmm. something really solid. They've been able to sell the idea, mm-hmm. get, get backing and then absolutely fall over because they get either taken yeah. for a ride or they don't <laughs> understand, you know, who they're bringing on. Well, you can't pivot properly. Because you know you're sort of sitting here, oh shit, something's wrong here. Yeah. Oh, I've got to turn, I've got to go to the right. Yeah. Um, uh, but you can't go to the right because you're relying on someone else to do it for you. Exactly. Or to tell you that, that was the wrong. And, yeah, exactly. And there's so much miscommunication because you might be so passionate about something and know exactly in your head 
what you want to do, but to portray that to your web developer, it's so difficult. And then for him to express it. Exactly. It's, yeah. And there's so many horror stories uh, with developers, and it might be your last $10,000, and you know you end That's up with it. a product that is not exactly what you wanted or doesn't and then, work. And then it fails. Exactly. So Nick, Nick Boris, you had, I'm saying you got ripped off right? in Hagler, but like, how how do you think that during doing Hagler um, relative to, because it was a big software program, how, do, how important was you was it for you to have someone as your partner mm. in the development of that as opposed to just yeah. paying a wage? It was, uh, it, was, it was important. We, we had someone who was a partner who was, who was technologically capable but probably not, not in the skill set that we needed and that ultimately caused the failure of the businesses. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, but, but I think my ability, my ability to not at the time, and that's why I'm doing a lot of training now, um, to, to not pick that early on was, was a, wasn't like I can't blame him so much, I blame myself for picking him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And the reason you yeah. picked him is because you didn't know. I didn't know. You didn't have the skill set. Exactly right. And, then, so. and so what you do is you go and do the practical and go and set yeah, up exactly. the skill set. And what's interesting about that, and this, I'll, I'll finish off on this, but uh, 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 is that um, we talk about the importance of failure. Today, failure is not considered a bad thing. In fact, failure is a good thing if you learn from it. And this is an example where investors like to hear that, yeah, it didn't work because I did this, but they want also they what they want to hear is what are you now what are you now doing mm-hmm. to make sure you don't do it again? What did you learn from that about yourself, and what did you learn that you know what output did you get from that? And that's an example of what Nick Boris just said. You've got to go and skill up. You guys are skilled up. I mean, you maybe someone told you to do it. I don't know, but you you certainly had the intuition to go and get it done in the first place. But skilling up in whatever the undertaking is, and know as much as the people you got to employ is incredibly important. Um, Thanks very much. What's the name of the business again? Space? Space Agent. Space, Space Agent. Agent. I yeah. love it. It's cool. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you very much, Mark. See you, Porto. See you, Boris. Bye. See you, Jakey. This has been the Mark Boris Podcast. You can follow Mark on Twitter, at Mark Boris, and find out more at markboris.com.au. Listener.